Welcome back to a post-bi-week version of Boiler Up Down South. Since we do not have a game to actually talk about, we thought we would do a mid-season award show. Woo! Yeah, we're busting out uh, all the uh, compliments for all the boilers done well. And uh, Drew is wearing his finest sweatpants and a cummerbund. I true. am wearing nothing but a bow tie and striped socks. It is, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a show over here at the uh, Boiler Up Down South uh, control room. Yeah, the headquarters is uh, not safe for work right now. Yeah. But, um, anyway, we will uh, pay some bills after I pe- painted that awful mental image uh, into your brains. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, come back in a sec, and thank you for coming back. And welcome back to the show. It's so, the award show. It is the award show, mid-season uh, award show, and you know, some people might think a two and five team doesn't deserve rewards, but you know, Garrett, I feel like these boys have tried real hard, at least. I mean, I don't think this is like. I mean, all jokes aside, I don't think this is a team you can accuse of like being soft or like not playing hard. They're just a, a group of guys who are under a first-year head coach and who are kind of finding their own way after a mass exodus of the previous regime. There are a lot of positive things to look at. That's right. I will say that uh, I've never felt, even in that Ohio State game, that this team's like just like cashed it in and, and, and quit on the field. I, you know, We've seen Purdue teams in the past do that. So let's give some shout-outs for some guys. Don't have a lot of wins to award them, but, uh, you know, they could put this on the mantle, I guess. All right, Garrett, let's start off with uh, defense. All right, Garrett, let's go defense. Who you got? Newcomer of the year. Well, who did you say? I thought this one was pretty easy. I went with Dylan uh, Theon because he leads the team in tackles as a true freshman. Which, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have the uh, great statistical mind like you. Uh, so I don't know when the last time a true freshman led the team in tackles. But, uh, I mean, not only does Theon lead the team in tackles. He's also got three picks. He's got three picks. So he leads the team in picks. Um, and he's, like, lapping the field in tackles, too, right? Like, Kane is second with 48, and he's leading the way with 62 he also leads the team in 17 you know he's got 17 assisted tackles so he's getting in the pile uh well actually oc brothers has more assisted tackles than he does um but he's around the play he's making some nice solo tackles um and uh he's the last line of defense and he has really saved purdue numerous touchdowns um yeah, no, and he's like, uh, especially for such a young player, uh, he's he's a ball hawk, man. I mean, like, he reads so well uh, out of the backfield, and I, I don't think there's any other answer for that question. It's, mm-hmm. it's got to be Tiamu. Yeah, real easy. And, you know, I'll tell you what, when he signed with Purdue, I was not expecting him to be the newcomer of the year. I was not expecting him to play. Um, so, you know, sometimes you get these, uh, mid three-star guys from, uh, Indiana and they, uh, pan out pretty quick. Um, so shout out to Dylan. Um, your award is not in the mail, but you can picture it in your head. Yeah, there's a, there's a nice plaque you can probably imagine. It's bronze. It's got a walnut, uh, walnut plate. It's, uh, it's quite nice. Yes. We imagine only the finest here at Boiler Up Down South. All right, 
Now we're moving on from newcomer of the year to something slightly different to bring in another sort of set of players, breakout player of the year. This would be a player that's been on the roster. Uh, maybe we haven't seen a lot of them, but they've really started to show out this year. Yeah, the big surprising one is obviously uh, Yanni Karloftis. Um, I mean, he cleans up plays very well. He was kind of thrust into a role that I don't think a lot of us thought he was going to be forced to play. And he's done the most with the opportunity, and he looks really good, and he looks really mean, and he's got really good vision uh, presiding over the middle of the field. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Yanni has really come on. He, uh, you know, OC Brothers went down with that injury, and Yanni just really stepped in and took over that linebacker position. In fact, looking at the uh, depth chart that Purdue released uh, post bye week, Karloftis uh, and uh, Washington are starting at linebacker. Uh, with brothers coming off the bench, and that means when Purdue goes with that one middle linebacker look, that will most likely be Yanni on the field. So he's got, uh, you know, 29 tackles, fourth good for fourth on the team. Uh, one tackle for loss, he's got a sack, he's got a fumble recovery. Um, but I'm sure his, like, tackles per uh, snapper uh, is one of the higher, probably the highest on the team since he missed, didn't really play a ton in the first couple of games. Yeah, no, he was just a rotational player. And then, of course, yeah, when, like you said, when OC Brothers got hurt, he was kind of just forced to be there. And he did really well, like, right away. It was awesome. Yeah, so this is year so far. Fresno State, two tackles. Virginia Tech, one tackle. Syracuse, two tackles. Wisconsin, three tackles. OC Brothers goes down. Illinois, eight tackles. A tackle for a loss and a sack. Iowa, four tackles, and Ohio State, uh, nine tackles, uh, and a fumble recovery. So, Yanni's really uh, flashing what we expected out of him. Hometown kid, uh, former four-star player. Obviously, his big brother is uh, Purdue legend George Karloftis. And so, uh, you know, he was a kind of a player I was worried that wasn't going to break out. He looked like he was just sort of... The last staff couldn't find, figure out where to play him. Defensive end. Um, he was playing that star position for a little bit. Um, and so, uh, and he was hurt all the time. So he's finally healthy um, and showing us what he can do. Um, so again, Yanni, congratulations on your major award. Please imagine your most beautiful plaque you right. can imagine. Yeah, the most beautiful one you can imagine through audio, if through, you're listening. Yeah, through audio. We'd like to imagine that Purdue players actually listen to this. I know at least one of the dads does. Yeah. Uh, but but beyond that. And, uh, you know, we don't always say the most nice things about his son on the field. But, you know, I uh, appreciate him listening. Yes, of course. I mean... If you know, he still listens. We can be objective about it. That's right. Know. All right, so MVP. Uh, for me, this came down to two players. But I think Garrett and I uh, both sort of came to a consensus on... Uh, Kyron Jink uh, Kyron Jenkins. Yep. Georgia boy. Georgia boy from right down the road. Um, and uh, Kyron is having, uh, you know, I think this is the perfect setup for him uh, in this sort of defense where he's coming off the edge um, and making plays. Um, you can tell when he is uh, fired up in the game, he's, he can go off. Um, I just really feel like he has per been Purdue's most active defensive end. Um, 
And the stats pretty much uh, play that out. Uh, so far this year, Hydran is third on the team with tackles with 29. He's got seven tackles for loss, which is tied with Nick Sporton for, for first. Uh, and he has five sacks, which is a half sack more than Nick Sporton. Um, of course, the two players that we were considering were Nick Sporton and Kaijun Jenkins, and and Jenkins wins by uh, three tackles and a half a sack. Half a sack, yeah, baby. Um, <laughs> but what I really like about Jenkins uh, if, uh, is that he doesn't really disappear in games. I notice him a lot. He's always around the ball. Um, he, when Purdue's made big plays on defense, I feel like he's always sort of been in the middle of them either pressuring the quarterback, uh, uh, a lot of times pressuring the quarterback or maybe hitting the running back. Um, so, yeah, for my money, outside linebacker is uh, one of the pr- uh, key positions on the team, um, and I think he has done a good job. Um, leading a surprisingly, uh, you know, nationally ranked uh, Purdue defense in terms of sacks and tackles for loss. Yeah, right. And, I mean, like what Drew was saying, too, I mean, like you – you kind of always find Jenkins at the middle of those big plays for loss. Um, and, you know, whether that's him actually making the sack or that's him uh, diverting attention away from two very large offensive linemen, like, he's kind of just always at the center of it one way or another. And so that's why he was kind of my MVP over score. But it was close race, but uh, congrats, buddy. And uh, hello from Georgia. Imagine your gorgeous... Gorgeous defensive MVP plaque. Actually, if it's an MVP, it might be a trophy. Who knows? Yeah. yeah imagine it how you want. Imagine how you want. But guys, just let me let you know, in Athens, Georgia today, is like 72 degrees and beautiful. You're missing the fall, man. But we're glad you're in Indiana. You may have gotten that like a month ago. Um, and finally, Garrett, let's go to uh, last but not all the marbles, the biggest trophy in the case. Um, well, and it's also the guy with the coolest football name. And that's really why we're giving him this award. Uh, go for it, Garrett. You've got the better pronunciation. Botros Alessandro. Love us some Botros I used to be fluent in Spanish. I'm like I'm like a, a C-plus 28-year-old in Spanish. But Botros Alessandro. Botros, great name. Juco guy really saved Purdue. Uh, when you come to think about it, it was old. he came in late. Um, from Snow College. Snow College, late edition. Um, and after sort of a little bit of a rough start, he's uh, come on and given Purdue um, good playing time uh, in the secondary that is just brutally thin. Well, and plus I feel like, I mean, we all know uh, Ryan Walter's background. I mean, both as a player and as a coach. Like, Secondary is always his primary. Oh. <laughs> Secondary is always his, like his primary uh, point of knowledge. So um, I didn't think it would take Ryan Walters more than like half a season to f- like figure out how guys fit into what he wants to do. And uh, Botros Alexandro is apparently exactly what uh, what the doctor ordered there for uh, for Coach Walters because he's he's come in and he's done. Uh, Pretty, pretty good job. Yep, he got that interception. Uh, had an interception, so um, you know that's always a uh, positive thing. He's got the uh, long arms too. He's a uh, sort of a tall, uh, skinny dude. Um, I was looking. I think he's like six two, but like one hundred ninety pounds, and so he's got really good size for the position. Walters, uh, you know, 
uses him. Uh, he's not the number one. That's Markevious. Uh, but Alessandro, a lot of times, will get over there uh, and, and match up with the taller boundary receivers. Um, and a lot of times that might be the other team's number one receiver. So I feel like he's done a good job um, as somebody we were, again, expecting nothing from coming into the season. So congratulations, Botros. Um, you know, again. What's, what's this award? Like, we've done commemorative plaques. We've done the trophy. This is like a commemorative high five, a commemorative... I kind of want to give him like a like an imaginary bonsai tree. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. right. something like... You're a cornerback, you're under a lot of stress, you know, people, and then maybe like once a day you can just come in and just give his little imaginary bonsai tree, just a tiny little trim. And he's got some like pea gravel and like a little pendulum that goes through the sand. Yeah. Tiny little rake, tiny little rake. Lights like and candles. There you go, Botros. Yeah, you're getting, Botros, you're getting a gift basket of all those things. The whole thing, because, well, you know, like I said, future friend of the show. All right. So now let's move over to the offensive side of the ball, which has been, honestly, honestly, Garrett and I have spent a lot of time uh, going back and forth on this because there hasn't been a whole super lot of highlights uh, in on the offensive side of the ball. But again, we've, uh, you know, we had some tryhards, and uh, I don't think anybody has uh, given up on offense. Um, tryhards complimentary, not tryhards derogatory. Exactly. Tryhards as in, like, they're going out and giving it what they've got every game, regardless of the circumstances, which is always appreciated. Um, so let's start with newcomer of the year. And, um, you know, it's got to be Hudson Card. Um, he's been in the middle of pretty much every good Purdue play and, unfortunately, most of the bad Purdue plays. Uh, and so, you know, it's been a... I would say a mixed bag with Hudson uh, so far. But when you see this, the flashes of like the really pretty deep balls uh, and like when he doesn't look like he just got hit in the ribs for the third time. Yeah, um, Garrett, you said uh, Garrett wrote an article on uh, covered uh, Walter's press conference uh, yesterday and he said, mentioned something about Card. Yeah, Walter said um, the bye week was obviously good for everybody with kind of like lingering small injuries. Obviously the guys who are out for the season are out for the season and that's that. We already know who those guys are. Uh, but he said with the Sunday practice and the two extra practices uh, that they got uh, as a result of the bye week, he said, yeah, Hudson Card has like a bounce in his step again. The ball's coming out with more velocity out of his hand. Uh, he looks like himself, is what he said. He looks like himself again. Um, so hopefully that, uh, that that playmaker version of Hudson Card, who hasn't been hit a bunch of times, uh, is able to uh, continue that progress into the last five games of the season. Yeah, and you know, we sort of talked about that a couple of times on the show, about just uh, since that Illinois game, Card, Card just hasn't looked right. He's had the tape on his neck. Um, and so, you know, hopefully the extra, extra time off, um, after taking a, just a ton of hits, uh, behind this offensive line is, uh, good for card. Um, you know, so far on the season, he's attempted 246 passes, complete 149. So it's about 60% of the passes, not terrible. Uh, 1,617 yards. Um, he's, uh, averaging, uh, yards per attempt about 6.6. .6. Again, not awful. Seven touchdowns, the five interceptions have really hurt. Some of those have been, you know, some of those have been backbreakers, 
some of those have just been sort of throwaways at the end of a quarter. So, um, yeah, I remember. I remember one arm punt that was totally uh, not important at all. Yeah, and so you know, and uh, also he's got uh, three rushing touchdowns, and so Card has hung in there. He's taken a lot of abuse. Um, I don't think it's always sort of gone off the way he's wanted it to go off, but uh, hopefully this second half of the season, uh, he finds what, we sort of find what we're looking for in him and just really nail down the quarterback spot for the next two seasons. Uh, that would be ideal. Although Coach uh, Walters did say that uh, freshman Ryan Brown was looking good in uh, scrimmage. Uh, they had... Uh, over the bye week. Over the bye week, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he's, uh, you know, another option. So, let's go uh, breakout player of the, of the year. All right, so for breakout, we got to go with Dion Burks. Um, you know, because how, how did you say it? He hasn't really done much since he's been here, but then all of a sudden, like, this year he's been golden, especially as a deep threat for a small guy. Like, yeah, not that he's, like, small, small, but smaller. Um, it, like some of those, like uh, uh, those corner fades where he's been able to uh, haul those in. Like I've been, I've been very impressed with Burks, and he's he's leading the team in reception yards, isn't he? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, and he is the. Uh, sorry, it's just it slid off that page. He, um, Dion, is has four hundred eighteen uh, receiving yards. So yeah, he's leading leading the team in receiving yards and. Uh, Yards per uh, completion with 15.5 and receiving touchdowns with five. So, yeah, pretty much everything other than... Nope, and he's releasing a reception. So, there you go. He has sort of swept the uh, receiving category um, in all the metrics. And really, he's like... So, look at this the Purdue team. I think, who, who on this team would, like, fit on one of the elite teams? I really feel like Dion Burks would fit on one of the elite teams as like a as a slot receiver. I think so too. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like uh, there are a lot of teams who kind of sniff the playoff a few times who are missing a guy like Deion Burks right now. Yeah, he's got the sort of the explosion uh, just get the ball in his hands and let him go, but like Garrett said, uh, he's also been really good at tracking the ball and making those down the field plays. He's a tough dude. Taking a couple hits this year where you go, oh, and then he got right back up. Um, so, you know, when he came into Purdue, um, you know, uh, Brian Brom sold him on being the next uh, Rondale Moore. And, um, you know, so far in his career, you know, as a freshman, he played in four games, had one reception. Uh, sophomore played in all 14, but only had 15 receptions. For 149 yards, and finally the real breakout this year with uh, halfway through 27 receptions, 418. Uh, so um, he's a player uh, Purdue should have a hold of for another two years, um, and uh, I got to watch for not only in right now but in the future um, leading this uh, team. Hopefully, some more wins. Um, so we sort of went back and forth on this one as well, uh, but wait, we, but what is what does Dion get? What's what's his oh, imaginary oh, prize? Sorry, Dion, can't leave you out on this. Uh, well, Dion's from Michigan. Uh, let's give him some Purdue-shaped mittens with like uh, the the stickum on it. Ooh, yeah, I like it. I like yeah, it. Uh, Mich- sorry, Michigan State mittens, but uh, but 
you know, Purdue logos on them. Purdue uh, logos on them, yeah. But yeah. with a lot of stickum. A lot of stickum. I right. know it's illegal, but just as it's, he can hang it up next to his fireplace, think of home. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you know, maybe it says Purdue State on the Michigan, uh, yeah, on the Michigan yeah. thing. Maybe we'll throw a little insult into Michigan as well, you know, since they're, it's not been a great uh, season for either of the premier Michigan teams in terms of uh, off-field stuff. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're going to be trying to steal anything from Purdue on uh, November 4th, but, um, you know, kudos to them if they try. Uh, I think we should refuse to play them. Uh, I just, uh, you know. Harbaugh's going to be in the NFL soon anyway. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We don't have to worry about that for a while. But anyways, uh, yeah. Um, congratulations, Dion. Enjoy your uh, stick of mittens. Um, <laughs> stick of mittens. Stick of mittens, and uh, we are not responsible if they attract ants. All right, and now, so we're going MVP. Um, we went back and forth on this one. I wanted to uh, almost jump the gun on it. Garrett, who we got? Tyrone Tracy. Tyrone Tracy, our man, Tyrone Tracy, um, who it, I was really between him and Dion Burks for me. Yeah, same, dude. That's, yeah, we, we kind of both went back and forth on, I think, about half of these between the same two guys, but yeah. I, Tracy won it uh, by uh, virtue of his uh, kick return. To uh, start the season, I felt like that was like the one point in the Purdue season when I was like, "Oh, this could be something spe- special." Well, yeah, and it was it was also kind of funny. I will say it was kind of funny that uh, Purdue went on Instagram and they were like, "The first kickoff return <laughs> touchdown we've had in ten years." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, maybe that's a maybe you keep that part out and just show the highlight." But no, that was honestly the same part where I was like, uh, "Oh, this Tracy guy." Yeah. Might be onto something. He's got great vision, obviously, and the, that that kick return was obviously one of the first things that made me be like, okay, this guy's got some really good vision. And now being a converted wide receiver to running back, he's even taken over one of our favorites, who we will mention here in a second, uh, as as a, a probably number one on the depth chart at this point. Um, Depending on his health, because uh, yeah, he was he is still questionable. He is still questionable. Yeah, he was number one on the depth chart, and when he was injured, uh, going into the Iowa game, Purdue, uh, Purdue's head coach Ryan Walters did say in the press conference, though everybody has been practicing. So uh, okay, so uh, boy, it would be helpful if he was available. Yeah, he is still quote questionable. However, he has been practicing. I mean, if you look at his numbers, uh, you know, fifty rushing attempts. Um, 296 yards, so he's averaging about six yards a carry. Which is insane. Right? And, uh... Like, even, like, I, I feel like some people don't understand that even, like, four and a half yards a carry is pretty darn good. Yeah. 3.9 yards is a, is good enough to make you, like, second string somewhere. Six yards per carry. Yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. And, uh, you know, also... What I really like about Tracy is not only has he been breaking off the long ones, but he's really turned into Purdue's best like goal line back as far as goal line backs go for Purdue. Uh, I feel like he's been the guy that's, you know, he's leads the team in rushing touchdowns with five, uh, and he's been the guy that is able to sort of find those holes and, and really hit the gas and get through them uh, and get into the end zone. Um, so he's really uh, <clears throat> come into his own. You know, like, like I always say, uh, oh, it also has nine receptions for 27 yards for former receiver. Purdue likes, he always, even when they don't throw it to him, he's, he always draws attention out of the backfield. Um, 
be his final year for the Boilermakers. Uh, but, you know, going out, finishing his college career on a real high note after, uh, honestly, some frustrating times at Iowa and even at Purdue last year. Um, so we're uh, glad Tyrone is uh, going out. Hope he's uh, on a good note. Hope he's healthy. Um, Garrett, what are we giving him? Oh, what does he deserve? Uh, so, I mean, I feel like corn is too pet. Anything corn related is too corny. But he is from Indianapolis. Yes. Let's give him. Let's call this one the. Uh, he's the lucky horseshoe of the of the of the season award because no. Indianapolis Colts. Oh, we're going with the horseshoe Let's, of the season. Are we're we? we're gonna give him a nice uh, uh, gold and black horseshoe. Uh, maybe even a set to where he can play backyard tailgate games with his friends someday. Ooh, Who knows? A very, very uh, practical It is a practical gift. gift. You know, I feel like it's going to look nice. We left it hanging up. You've already said, take him off the wall, throw some shoes, whatever y'all like to do. And, uh, you know, you're welcome. You know what? Here's actually an additional add-on since Ooh. I tried to make a, a corn joke. If we're talking horseshoes, we got to talk cornhole. Oh. And he played at Iowa. So let's just give him a Purdue cornhole and horseshoe set. Backyard games galore for Tyrone Tracy. So if y'all are looking for something to do, Tyrone's house, they got they got horseshoes and they got cornhole. Um, so congrats, Tyrone, um, on that one. Finally, we're going to the show favorite. And that show favorite is Devin. Crazy Legs. Lockaby. First of all, we enjoy the fact that Devin has a nickname. Um, yeah, I feel like he's the only uh, player we actually refer to by a nickname more than his actual name. Right, and so we went with Boltros uh, on offense, and we're going with Crazy Legs on, or on defense, and we're going with Crazy Legs on offense. Um, I would say this season hasn't gone quite the way he anticipated it going um, after such a strong end to last year. Um you know, he's uh, sort of been knocked, he was knocked down the depth chart, now he's back on top of the depth chart as a starter. Um, he really is probably in timeshare with Tracy. Um, and well, now, and they're two different style backs. And they're two star different that, style that, backs. That, that do complement each other. Yeah, and, and Dylan Downing sort of jumped up and started taking some more carries as well. So um, I expect the, sort of those, that three-headed monster to go uh, forward. Um, so far, 105 attempts, 492 yards, 4.6 yards uh, on the season, uh, or sorry, 4.6 yard average, four touchdowns, and he's also has four receptions for 94 yards. Um, so the big issue with Devin this year, of course, has been the fumbles. Yeah. <sighs> hey, but man, it's, again, it's like we've discussed before, it's part of his running style, trying to churn out those extra yards, and his, he's got kind of those arms that just want to swim, so the ball is vulnerable, and Ryan Walters has said multiple times that they have tr that they have addressed that, and his it's overall gotten better. But there still are times where you're like, dude, you're asking for that ball to be punched. Anyway, we will yeah, talk about him being our favorite. Yeah, we're trying to keep it positive. My crazy legs, two hands on the ball, bud. You're getting traffic. That extra two yards isn't worth it. But you're still our favorite because for the same reason that you fumble a lot is this dude is you want it. You, you want, want it. it, crazy legs, That's, and we know that you want it. That's right. There's no doubt that when he touches the ball, he is going to try and get as many inches, centimeters, 
whatever is smaller than that. Uh, I feel like he just tries to play Kool-Aid man, like busting through a brick wall sometimes. Yeah, no. And I love it. He is just like, and he's got such a weird running style too. He's real herky-jerky. He uses that that dead leg to, uh, to, to get past uh, defenders in the second level. You know, hopefully he's had a chance to just sort of flush some of those fumble stuff out of your head, out of his head. I think that's one of the things maybe you start thinking about it too much and then you just start fumbling more. So hopefully he has a, a fumble-free second half of the season, maybe just a little more, uh, a few more explosive plays. Uh, I'd like to maybe see him break something off in the screen game, but overall, fan favorite. We're expecting big things. Uh, from the show for Devin, what are we giving him here, Garrett? Um, uh, given how much I enjoy watching Devin Mockerty, uh just kind of like bounce off tackles when he does, I think we should gift the man a uh, fifty-gallon like oil drum size thing of Vaseline. Oh. Uh, but maybe do it in something that gives him like a gold sheen. Ooh. I like it. That'd be cool. Something that looks like a Heisman sort of deal. Yeah, like it'll it. look like a trophy. It'll be awesome. Right? So it's sort of like maybe like how they dump mayonnaise on you at the uh, Duke's oh, Mo- the Duke Duke's Mayo Bowl. Bowl. Or the Cheez-Its at the Cheez-It Bowl. Um, so Crazy Legs is untactable. Along with that, I'm going to go ahead and throw in a copy of the movie The Program. I don't. Have you seen that movie, Gary? Uh, I am not familiar with. You've the movie, not the seen the movie The Program, I... filmed in Columbia, South Carolina. When I was in high school, I know a lot of you people probably my age in your late two. And Drew, remind them how old oh you my are. God, I'm 42. Um, well, I remember that movie. Uh, and um, in the movie, the running back fumbles the ball, and then for the rest of the movie, he has to carry a ball around campus. And if anybody slaps the ball out of his hands. They receive a reward. So, um, you know, maybe we can... Uh... That sounds familiar. Yeah. That sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah, yeah. Um, last thing, because your time is precious and so is ours, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick, because my most improved position group on offense is the offensive line. It seems like the interior run game finally exists, and I appreciate their hard work. What is yours on defense? <sighs> On defense, I am going to go, you know what? The corners have hung in there. They have. They, despite just being totally... Walter Streston with man coverage against Ohio State, that's cool. And and they hung in, I felt like, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. is getting his against zone man, whatever. Yeah, it's, he's Marvin Harrison Jr. But I feel like everywhere else they hung in. Um, and, uh, you know, Derek Rogers... Uh, True freshman uh, coming on and is uh, showing out. So now we got two true freshmen in the uh, secondary um, to build on. So I'm going with the corners. I agree there as well. You agree with the uh, offensive line, or do you? Uh, I think they have played up to or above. I think they've surpassed what I thought their ceiling was. Their ceiling, yeah, and especially now dealing with all the injuries. I felt like they held in respectably against Ohio State, especially in the first half. Moved the ball. The run game actually looked pretty good. So, um, there we go. Um, all right. Well, there's uh, all of our awards. Um, the position groups, sorry, we're not sending you gift baskets. We just wanted to give you a quick shout-out at the end because we didn't even discuss that beforehand. That being said, 
Thank you for coming to the Boiler Up Down South Award Show. Now that we are uh, just over halfway through the season, uh, we will be coming at you this week for uh, a Nebraska preview uh, on Friday morning. And um, I guess I'll say the same thing I say every time. Y'all come back now, you hear? Y'all come back. That was fun. That was actually fun. That was fun.